This is Prayer Room Companion, episode 98, recorded May 30th, 2012. Did the butler do it? Corruption in the church. Welcome to This Week in Prayer Room Companion. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And mentioned, as we mentioned last week, Father Andrew can't be here this week. He's at Broom Tree for Totus Tuus training today, which isn't Tuesday, so I can't say alliteration. Hi, anyway. So we're here with our guest co-hosts. Renee Leach. Hi, Renee. Hi, and the letter today is T. <laughs> and the letter today is T. That'll be the title for this episode. The letter for today is no, T. Street. The letter today is T. And for his ultimate, <laughs> ultimate appearance. I have not ever appeared on As this a regular guest host, he could come back as a special. I could. Uh, <laughs> guest star. Host. I could call in, or but but in terms of the regular guests, yeah, I don't know if host. I'd be regular. I think you got to replace me with somebody really dynamic who well, can yeah. pronounce tradium. <laughs> <laughs> the letter for today is T. <laughs> Kevin Miles. Kevin. Yeah, I'm taking a new job. I'll be leaving the diocese in on the 14th of this month. 15th on a jet plane? I know uh, that'll be on Monday. <laughs> I'll be leaving on a jet plane, but. I'll be working that was for queuing it. up your 70s music. Oh, leaving yeah, yeah. We were talking about 70s music just before we came on here. So, yeah. so, so anyway, but uh, we are not going to talk about... And how great 70s music is. How about good or bad some 1970s music was. We're going to talk about something... <laughs> what? Else? Else? Yes. We'll just leave it at that. I can make any comparisons. I can start um, playing 70s music. Actually, Kevin, this was... Well, I don't know, actually, which one of you had... Okay, Kevin, this was Kevin was the one who originally proposed this topic. So Kevin, <laughs> well, it, it was a roundabout way that we came up. This is how it always happens. So everybody knows all twelve of you that are probably listening to this, or wow, five, seriously? or whatever. Kevin, really? Kevin, I'm just. Kevin. I'm sorry. Well, I'm leaving. I I got to be brutally honest, Chris. But I, <laughs> if, one thing that we were talking that's about just is me. That's not honest. That's me. Oh, you have it, no idea. It's a, oh, you have sorry. no idea. I'm oblivious to it. I'm just you know. Some people say when. It's, the wrong things when they're oblivious to the facts. Of course, I've never seen the facts. Have you, Renee? I have not. Do we actually know how many people are listening? I can go to FeedBurner and tell you, yes. Oh, good. Okay, cool. Anyway, I just wanted to know. <laughs> I'm joking. Jeez, you get defensive too fast. So, what's so, the topic for so today, So, the topic Kevin? of today is we, we went around and around, and we we were talking to people around the building, or from Renee's office, and as we were talking about things in the office, we said... What is our topic going to be? And we started talking about um, Bishop uh, Aquila being moved from Fargo or being asked to take over the leadership appointed, of, yes. appointed appointed. Leadership of uh, Archdiocese of Denver. And we talked about what they, the ad limina visits. And we started talking about how changes always happen in the church. And how do you talk about changes in the church? We started talking about liturgical changes and that kind of thing. And we say, said, you know, how about, and I said, I brought this up, is... We've had an interesting event happening in Rome uh, dealing with the butler. The butler. The butler did it. In the apartment. In the apartment, taking the letters and creating this scandal or creating this opportunity scandal. And I thought, boy, we should talk about scandal in the church. And how do you talk to kids? Because my child comes to me and says, Dad, what does this mean? You know, 16 years old. And he's dealing with some issues already where he's being challenged on his faith. He was being challenged on Mary not too long ago. And I'm going, okay, 
how do we approach this and what kind of scandal is it and what you know how do we do it? and then when they see the changes that have been happening when words have changed you know, where's the stability and do they see stability and it always brings me back to the Vatican II changes everything like that and just how do we talk about things like that and that's what I thought could be the premise of our conversation great next well, that's it. You're the you're the you're the guy. Yeah, All you know. I do is ask the question. You know, you know but we, we figured that you would throw some back. Yeah, we, you know, we were kind of hoping that, that that was the genesis of it. That you'd throw something back. So at. you come up with something for the first first four minutes and twenty eight seconds, and then I'm supposed to do the rest. You know, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that was pretty much our thought. The only thing I know is you got the dr in front of you. You know, the doctor Bergwald. And Dre. So, oh wait, no. <laughs> You know, we're 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 Mr. and Mrs. <laughs> and and we can't even trump you with I'm dad and she's mom because you're dad too. So I mean, yep. so you know, yep. we've all been gifted. Yeah, all days, you so. all you have is your age, frankly. Yeah, that's, frankly, that's all I have. Oh, and I can't. We knew there had to be one oh, last yeah, dig. Older, <laughs> far older than me, and you can always fall back on that. And I can't even say tradium. Tradium. <laughs> You're just doing it on purpose now. I don't even know how. So when Kevin pr- proposed this topic to me, I thought it was a great idea because the the real the reality of corruption in the church is a cause for scandal, and it does raise not just in the minds of 16 year olds, obviously, oh, yeah. but in the minds of 60 year olds exactly. as well, and even those who exactly. have fallen away from the church. It just it gives them this hammering rod to say, yeah, "See, this is why I have nothing to do with the Catholic Church." And that's and I'm sitting there. How do you talk about that? You know. So, and, as, as is my want yeah, with the two of you what do you say you know I told him I said first of all I said when it comes to this issue I said this particular issue about the butler did it I said the, the church is also a bureaucracy it's also the structure and it also has a banking system to it it's its own country I said what they're talking about here is things that have happened within that structure not the sacramentality of it not the catechetical side and it's people and it's, it's and, people and it's a human it's church it's people it's and that's just, I like it's every other church. church. Yeah, you know, exactly. it's, it's that old thing. What what was it, Napoleon was going to destroy the church and, and, the, the, and the, how did that story go? The the stories that Napoleon had kidnapped uh, one of the popes of his time, took him back with him. I don't know if all the way to France, but removed him from Rome at least, and and supposedly said to. And there are different variations in the story, but supposedly he said to the to the, this pope, um, "Your Holiness, I'm going to destroy the Catholic Church." And supposedly the response was. Um, whatever the title for your emperor, your em- emperor-ish, yeah, emperor-ish. Um, your excellency. <laughs> popes and bishops have been trying to destroy the Catholic Church for 1,600 years, 1,700 years, and we haven't succeeded yet. Why do you think you will? <laughs> and just the, the point, true or not, the point remains that there have been notoriously bad, corrupt ch- members of the church mm-hmm. at every level. Throughout its history. Throughout its history. Uh, and, and yet, somehow the church survives. Yeah, and... Mm. But it goes back to, and I think that's the important thing in all of that, especially when you're visiting with, with your children or young people or people who have fallen away, <clears throat> is it goes back to the foundation mm-hmm. of your faith. Look look to that. Don't, I mean, yeah. people are going to sin. People are going to make mistakes. People get greedy, power hungry, mm-hmm. even within the church. And, but, but even then, you can even say, go to the foundation of your church and the, and the, disciples, the apostles of the church. Mm-hmm. Who's the greatest? 
the start of I always say <laughs> that was we, the reading one today. Looks at the other said, Who's good. the that's, greatest? Yeah. Who's the greatest? Well, that's the that's start of politics in the church. I mean, come on. One right. looked at another and said, "I want to sit the on the right. I want to sit on the left." And who's what about corruption? Judas. I mean, look at look at the structure mm-hmm. where we begin, and it is a that's human a church, and it is divine, and it is it is the sacraments are here to strengthen us, to lead us, and to build us, and to strength strengthen us as we move forward in our lives. It is a human church, and it is a divine church, and it is a blessing to us all. And that's what I try to tell my child. I said, you look at what the, has been given to us to strengthen us so that we can carry the banner of our faith. I said, and that's what I try to tell him. I said, yeah, we're going to run into all kinds of problems. You're going to run into the Dan Brown stories. You're going to run into, you're going to run into those things. I said, but you have to understand the sacramentality of it. It's centered on it. The, 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 church is, the church's teachings are not true because of the genius of popes and bishops and priests mm-hmm. and theologians. The church's teachings are true because of Jesus Christ and his spirit, the Holy Spirit, that ensures that those church, those teachings will be maintained throughout all of history. Nothing is more, and this is the challenge that I have telling my child, I said, I said, you know, a corrupt person can still say the truth. Right. Right. And, and right. I said there there is the importance to know this and to understand this and embrace this meant idea. And one way that I make this point to to Catholics and other Christians who raise this issue, um, if if you believe in the Bible, who wrote the Bible? Yeah. Well, sure, God, but through specific human Man. beings, mm-hmm. yeah. the infant church of our faith. Well, even before the church, before the Old that, Testament. Yeah, they, so, if God can ensure history. that what they wrote, if you if you if you accept the Bible as the inspired Word of God, then you're already okay with the idea that God can ensure that sinful men teach what He wants them to teach. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, if He can do it with the Scriptures, why can't He do it throughout history? Yeah. Well, he did do it then. If He can't do it then, why why can't He do it elsewhere as well? No. Or if He can't. Well, and we lived through the Napoleon eras. We lived through those eras. We lived through the changes that happened with with each Vatican Council, or with you know we've 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 grown from there, and we continue to evolve and grow today. And I think one of the one of the things that I'm always amazed at is through through many of the scandals that? and things that have happened throughout the church is God has taken that situation and created something good out. I mean, not doesn't ever. You know, we don't forget the stuff that happened, but there there are good things that can come as a result of what we've learned and how we've grown right. through the bad things. Yeah. The challenging things. Right. Is there bad things? Are there bad things? Yeah. What do you mean are there bad things? Well, I mean, I mean... Yes, there are bad things. Well, there are evil. There's evil. Yes. But do we not become refined because of those we can. bad things? We can. And those troubles. It depends on the way in which we receive it, or and, experience and, it, and how we respond to and it. And how we respond. So then, Peter and Judas. I right. mean, how did Peter, re, re, how exactly. did they respond to, they, not that, I guess not something that happened to them, something they, in evil they, they committed. Did. They committed, and how did they respond? How they respond. And, but the same is true when evil happens to you. Mm-hmm. How do you respond? Yeah. Do we hide it away? And right. sometimes does it take a butler to bring it out to the light? Right, right. And I, you know, I, <laughs> the butler did the it. The butler's just the patsy. I mean, I just... Well, and you know, I, this is one of those things where the media has just taken oh, yeah. this and oh, yeah. Cardinal, exploded. Cardinal Whirl of, of D.C. was on one of the Sunday morning talk shows 
this last Sunday, Pentecost Sunday, oh. and uh, he was why bemo- not? He might as well have spoke on many tongues and get it all out. Well, he was be- <laughs> he was bemoaning the fact that I mean the bishops are really very strong and united on the the whole religious liberty issue, right? But what gets the play in the media? Corruption and scandal in the church. I mean, on the one hand, big surprise. I mean, yeah. corruption and scandal always sells more oh, news, yeah. whether yeah. it's paper or viewership, yeah. and especially when it's in the Catholic Church. No, yeah. Right. Most definitely. And then and there's a, there's the linkages that the media wants to do and create these falsities because there's there's the linkage between the corruption in the bank, the corruption of this, right. and then and then all of a sudden this girl who disappeared, sadly disappeared 15 years ago or how many years, when she was 15 years old, how many years ago, and they, they tried to make a connection there. There right. was a CNN article that I read that was mm-hmm. trying to link three things together. Right. And, somehow, and they may be linked. We don't, well, who knows? You know, but that's, it's, just, it's just one of those things that you just shake your head going, oh, Lord. But that's, the, I mean, what you, you're talking about what you mentioned to your son. I mean, the church is 2,000 years old, so it has this sort of mysterious, like, it's very easy for people to dream up and concoct Catholic conspiracy theories. Sure. Well, you know, and it, it was, it's it's one of those things. I was reading the uh, articles, and uh, the image, how art and how everything's defined, how you're, you, how the church is, you know, which may not necessarily be true because you know Michelangelo, he paints the picture of the Last Supper. Is that how it really happened? No, but that's the image in the brain of the child. So at sure. some point in time, you have to say, well, you know, it's a little bit different than that. And you have to lead them down the road of understanding the church in a new way. And, in an way. and I really think adults need to, and this is what I need to do. And people have always asked me, well, how do you talk to your children about that? You've asked me this the questions too so many times. And I'll be honest with you, I read every kind of different kind of catechism I can. I, I will read, you know, 101 questions and ask, answers just to get a new perspective of how I can explain right. the issue. Right. And That's I think adults within the church need to do that. Not just the Catholic Catechism of the church, but also those that have been, the Q&As that have been built. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think it's so important to read the Q&As, even from the Our Sunday Visitor to to uh, just whatever 101 questions But it's really important, especially if you're using the internet, what I have discovered, you know, when you're talking about reading, 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 and so that you can, um, you have to find reputable bloggers, reputable writers, you Mm -hmm. know, people who are... That's why you have to double check it. You do have to double check and everything like that and and referencing and things like that. But we have to, and my point is, is that when you're dealing with what the butler did... You have to know your faith enough exactly. to be able to talk to your young right. people about yep. that. And you have to research that. Just don't, you know, and, and in my day growing up, you know, it would have been handled, I don't know, whatever. Just believe. Well, I'm still going to be questioned by, well, by that person two years from now. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just did what my mom and dad told me. You have to, this can be misconstrued, but you have to question your faith. Not in the sense of doubting it. You know, it doesn't mean that you doubt if you question, but to, to d- better understand. But well, why? I mean, that's you know, one of my favorite questions. You know, and why do question, we believe this? And this is a question I had with, I don't know if it was you and I were having this question or who was having this question. Oh, I was, we were having it with, with yesterday. Of It's easier to talk to someone who has faith than those who have no faith. And because they've given up asking the questions why. Mm. They've made those opinions. You know, I, I would rather talk to a young person 
Christian who's trying to figure out their faith? Is it Catholicism? Is it Lutheranism? Is it some evangelical? And challenge them in those areas. But when I deal with an atheist, which the secular world is producing left and right, it's very hard to get to those questions of why. Because they aren't even asking why. They're not asking why. They're, they're, they're in a whole different situation. I don't. I, I, sometimes I see that. Overgeneralizing, Kevin, I think. Am I, I usually <laughs> do that. I'm Irish for crying out loud. <laughs> I've, met many, I've met many Catholics who don't question their faith and i've met atheists who are, are struggling to make sense of reality granted I, I'm, I'm thinking about a particular few atheists i've run into who are okay. more sarcastic in their oh no, that's certainly the case uh, i mean you deal with this early on sarcasm of an atheist then you live then the the long-lived atheist life which i think is really questioning philosophical it's interesting things. you just to briefly go on a tangent there um <laughs> I uh, I was in an online discussion. I, I had posted something that Cardinal Dolan had had uh, said or written about the HHS mandate, and there was an atheist, a young guy, I think, who who par- posted something snarky, mm-hmm. and I said, "Why why are you commenting? Like, what what are you trying to achieve?" And he was snark, and I said, "No, I mean, what? Why are you here?" And finally, after you know, I I had to not snark back mm-hmm. at him. Mm-hmm. But because we were in an actual you know, live conversation, I could stop myself from the sarcasm. <laughs> which, which, by the way, everybody who knows Chris Bergwald needs to understand that he sometimes can get snarky. Yes, I can get snarky. <laughs> but I was, so I, you know, trying to get him to like, okay, what, why? And and then we were able to have something of a substantial conversation. conversation. Yeah. I think, and and how we respond as as Catholic parents because our children are facing that secular situation. You know, even at work, my children is facing questions about faith, Mary, um, what we believe, is how to be prepared for them. And then when they get struck by changes that hit them, from simple changes of why why are we saying, you know, and with your spirit versus and and in my house or under my roof, you know, I, I will be healed. You know, in my I'm house. Totally, I, I'm sorry, I, I jumped into that. One. <laughs> I was trying not listeners, to. Laugh. Listeners just go along with it. <laughs> These two did not go along with it. But I mean, with the, those changes, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, and yeah. and how how they are separate and how they are all but all important, and that it does not go to the foundation of. To, it is not important to have to question the foundation of your faith. But do you realize what a blessing that is? The the questioning, the questions, the fact that the that the one kid is asking the questions. I'm so happy. And that, the yeah. fact that that your son is receiving those questions and those that he doesn't know, he is going back and and want, because he is learning right along with the kid mm-hmm. who's asking the questions. Yeah. I think that's there are blessings in that. A, I think it's a dang blessing every time my kid comes up and wants to ask me a question of faith because you know you, you're working for the church for so long they kind of go, oh, yeah, Dad, we know, you know, yeah, yeah my dad, kids, what is it with you anyone. and God? <laughs> yeah, you know, who cares, Dad? I don't know. <laughs> to have him come up and say, Dad. Why is this? Right. I'm going. Holy cow! Yeah. What do we do right there? I mean, what 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 happened? And then I just hope I have the right answer. Mm-hmm. You know, or I at least can direct them to Doctor Bergwald. Doctor Bergwald. Or Renee Leach. No, not <laughs> so. not Renee Leach. Renee Leach is still asking questions. Go to Doctor so Bergwald. I still ask questions. Yeah, but we, you, you're in a different level. Asking yeah, you have way more answers than you have okay. questions. I, you know, I'm. You've got to be careful because you can get to be my age, 
And you're asking the same question you asked 20 years ago. Because <laughs> you forgot. <laughs> so, you journal. you got to look back. Oh, that's right. Well, I know. You they index got your journal. That's the problem. Oh, I know. I need to. Oh, my gosh. If I index my journal, that'd be scary. <laughs> so, I'm, for people to know, I've journaled for over 30 years. So, so, right. Yeah. So the other thing, too, that I – and you have to be careful with this one. Um, this is another response that I make to people who – We'll look at the corruption in the church, and particularly, you know, in cases where maybe uh, authorities knew what was going on at, in the mm-hmm. church mm-hmm. and didn't respond. Mm-hmm. That's it. My, and again, if this is somebody who's seriously wounded or legitimately scandalized where their faith is, I won't necessarily respond this way because it can be, in a way, too effective. Why doesn't God intervene? Hmm. You're taking bishops, popes, priests, whoever, to task because they had the ability to stop it but didn't. So does God. I mean, if you're going to leave the Catholic Church over this, then be consistent. And leave God. And leave God. That's it. That's an ultimatum. That's a little harsh that's there. So but, 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 but that's the logic. Yeah. If, if it follows through, that's where you're going to follow that's like snarky. No, well, that's why I said you have to. Be, I have to be careful. I was say, I'm wondering <laughs> if there's a more gentler, kinder way to. Well, say. well but that's why I say. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, in, but in a, in this form of a debate, that's a very good question. I yeah. mean, that's a very. I mean, if somebody who's going to, you know, yeah, academically, sort of, well, clearly, uh, yeah. well, go well, all the way. But on the other hand, I would say that I think it's important that when we're approached about these scandals and these things that are going on. Um, I know I catch myself sometimes saying, well, you're going to find that in other organizations and you're going to find that. And you know what? You can't dismiss it. No, you can't. You're right. You have to acknowledge it. And we should be held to a higher standard. And I, exactly. and I think that's important, too. Is I, I, and that's what I've always gone back to my kids. And it's going back to the three-legged stool of faith, you know, tradition, scripture, and and what is the third leg? I just lost the third leg. This is your Rick Perry moment right here. <laughs> That's my re- oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is the third what leg, is the Mr. Third Miles? Leg, Mr. Miles. Law. Catechism. Um, sacraments. Nope. What am I screwed? Why have I lost this? Because you're old and you can't remember the answer to the question <laughs> that you asked 20 years ago. It's been a long ago. week. I just got your graduation. A long week. It's Wednesday. Track. What are you talking I'm about? I'm still tired from last week. Come on. Magisterium. Ah, well, that's what I meant. Okay. That's what I meant by law. law. No, 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 no. Yeah, magisterium. Sorry. So I now name them again that. to clarify what those three are. Help me out here. And you'll remember then. See? Magisterium. Sacraments. <laughs> uh, scripture. Scripture. I'm totally baffled. You guys tradition. know the tradition and scripture. Yes. yes, scripture, tradition, magisterium. Golly, you guys, you, you'll put me. In. This is your last podcast. I just want to be standing in front of to... thirty million people. That's how I feel. You know, when you do this to me. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, according to you, there's only twelve people. I'd always have things, notes. So. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'd always have notes in front. No, well, she asked Bishop if he ever listens to this. Now I'm thinking, oh, Bishop's now finally going to listen to this. Well, Bishop's, <laughs> well, Kevin's leaving anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be a special speaker. <laughs> so. You're special. All right. <laughs> Oh. So anyway, I so you special. always have the three-legged stool to fall back yeah, upon. Scripture, do. tradition, and magisterium. Therefore, therefore, we, 
we can go back to that. And I forget even where we were going. You with your, with, we, oh, that, that's that's our stability. That's our foundation yeah. that we can exactly. build from and go from. And so that's, you know, always going back to that and just remembering. Yep. Usually I have notes in front of me when I'm talking in front of a class. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm 49 and I just I forget those things quite easily. So. No, I just think that's interesting because that's how we started this little conversation about sticking to the foundation and you've just kind of just done full circle so we're right done back. we finished this is the last one how many minutes have you run the go? race have you fought the good fight i'm still fighting the fight and we're supposed to go 29 minutes no, no, well usually 30 but you know i it's not like well you've complained you know, that you know, we've gone for 45 I was before. Say, <laughs> maybe, maybe this podcast we can make up for all your overages <laughs> oh, i like how he says my overages <laughs> Well, Renee, You're the oh, daddy, Kathy. I, I shut up because Doyle had to hear it. <laughs> oh, you forgot that already? I just, that's Renee's dad. You know, Renee, Renee's dad, Doyle. Because Hello, we also sir. have Monsignor Doyle, so I was Oh, thinking. that's true. Is he listening to him? I don't know. Hi, Monsignor. Gosh, darn, I haven't seen you for a while. So I think we will, we will draw this episode and this phase in the life of prayer own companion to a close. Kevin, any final words you want to leave us with as I you can't wait move to, on? I, I've loved my past 24 years working for the church, and I move on to another area and grow in another way. And the most important thing I can't wait to know is what the title of this program is going to be in its next phase. <laughs> Amen. We'll see you next week on Prayer Room Companion. Thanks, Kevin. You're welcome. Thanks, Thank Renee. You. Thank you. Bye-bye.